spiced out. One more, like a spiced out. I can't get raw. I can't get raw. Like a spiced out Hudson. Spice wars, crack wars. Kierkegaard, hustle hard, hustle, hustle, OMG, on my guard, oh my god. They came back with three pizzas, get one to dab, stomach undercrowded, crowd kid, young Samaritan, fuck a George Harrison, embarrassing sitars. What's up? <laughs> you got nothing? You know, that's gonna... it. That's your start. You said you're gonna have to get started out strong this week. Well, I don't have a song. Somebody needs to recommend some. Str- that's what needs to go on this week, listeners. If you want me to start it off strong, you need to recommend a song for me to sing to start it off strong next week, and I will do it. I promise you. What you know? If you send in a recommendation, I will sing it. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, I will sing it. I'm gonna recommend a song. You're, well, you can't. You work for the show, so. <laughs> Friends you're, and family. You know, qualified. Yeah. Welcome to I only like their old stuff. Episode forty-three. Lies, lies, lies. Lies. My mama told me. Lies. There are some lies. My mama told me. Going to be discussed. Um, welcome to the show. We're going to kick it off with a little uh, housekeeping to start with. Number one fan this week is uh, Courtney, who is uh, our buddy Grizzle's wife, and Courtney. Uh, we were her follow Friday on Twitter. Not only like her, so, but she tweets like her business stuff from that Twitter account too. Yeah, so she's I taking a big risk. I was like, yeah. "Wow, you're uh, you're gonna recommend us on Follow Friday to some people that might know your business." It's cool because we got not only we got fans, we got fans with wives that are fans now. You know, our friends got onto it, and then our friends' wives, who are also our friends, are onto it. So it's cool. It's family affair here. We're a family-oriented podcast, not really. <laughs> See, but, Courtney, I don't, I don't ever call her Courtney anymore. Like I don't even refer to her as Courtney. She is strictly C. Murder to me. C. Murder, but um, yeah. So thanks, Courtney. Appreciate. Mm-hmm. It. Um, Much yeah, you and, can check her out. What's her Twitter account? Because she links to her blog. She's a photographer. Uh, I don't know. She, we might want to protect her identity a little more than that. And, yeah, maybe. Well, she can get back. Courtney, let us know whether or not you want us to put a link to your Twitter account yeah. on our website. We'll do that favor for you. Um, we'll either we'll either wait for you to tell us it's okay, or we'll just go ahead and do it. We'll not ruin your future future political career plans like we've done for other people. <laughs> Grim's always the one who's like, oh, let's go ahead and tell her social security number is. I'm not. You no, are. Not. You are. I try to, like, cut it off, and you're like, oh, well, you're going to leave out the person's last name and their middle name and where they live? I don't do that. Yeah, you miss. do. You do. Do I do that, miss? Um. She's not. Yeah. She hasn't been paying attention to that. Miss I know. Fire. I've been doing miss this fire. since the beginning. The. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't our know number, if it's that bad. Number one, my number number one hater is is your friend Craig. Greg. Greg. You know you know Greg from camp. Oh yeah. Greg, I'm not going to say his last name, but he is my only friend who is a legitimate Duke fan, and he has been obnoxious on Twitter, on GChat, and I'm sure in his day to day life uh, today. After last night's uh, national championship game, he even went so far as after 
the uh, UNC Tar Heels lost their NIT finals game, he put in his GChat status, NIT runner-up. And uh, now he's got national champions in there for Duke. Well, there we go. Let's not let's he's not a good feed guy. The, let's not feed the, the fire shame. anymore. That's the shame. He's a good guy, and and he's got to go and do that kind of stuff. Number one hater. Tacky. Um, Tacky. We're still trying. How about to... that game though? You can't say that wasn't a good basketball game. I thought it was a pretty good game. It was. It was really exciting. I wanted Butler to win. Yeah. Um, and they played really well. They should not be ashamed at all. They, right. They were real yeah. close there. You were I you were a naysaying butler from the beginning. No, I wasn't. Yeah, you were last week. Oh, they're gonna get blown out. <laughs> you told me that. Did yeah, I say I was that? like yeah, I was like I was like, I hope Butler wins because I really Oh, they're gonna get blown out. It's gonna <laughs> be a massacre. Okay. I did say that. And it was really close. It was a really good game. Um <clears throat> uh we're trying to raise some money for some new microphones, and I want to apologize for Groove's levels last week, even though it wasn't my fault. Um, his levels were really, really awful. And uh, if you want us to have better levels, hopefully this week it's better, but there's always a chance we're going to punish you by going back to the old levels. Uh, but you can avoid that by giving us a little money to get some new microphones. Go to IOLTOS.com, which that's some more news. You can go to yeah. IOLTOS.com instead of the whole I only like their old stuff.com spelled out, and it will take you right to the site. So, um, yep. For those of you religiously checking it that haven't bookmarked it for some reason, <laughs> um, IOLTOS.com now. And uh, you can go there. There's a donate link on there. So, but yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to get into the show. And this week's theme, we haven't done a themed episode in a while, and I like the themed episodes. We ran out of themes. Yeah, I don't know. There's always some other theme. We, we ran out. We did four theme episodes. We ran out. <laughs> no, we did. We did a lot. We have done a lot, and um, you know, we're gonna do some more themed. I, I want us to do more themed episodes. This one, I was thinking about uh, some some stories that I've had from my past. <laughs> and, tales. Uh, some tall tales. And uh, I was like, well, let's do a themed episode about lies. Lies that we've told, lies we've been told, things that we believe that aren't true. That sort of stuff. And um, hopefully it's going to be some some therapy going on here. Maybe a little <laughs> cathartic. bit. Probably it's a cathartic. Catharsis. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, Mikey's real excited. He's nervous that this isn't going to be funny at all. It Really? Well, you know, Papo had commented on our, our on our Facebook status, you know, his whole agenda. And uh, even though he doesn't <laughs> yeah. listen to the episodes, and then Mikey says, this sounds like a real laugh riot. Papa went and took it real seriously. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to – we've got some – we appreciate the feedback from some of our fans, and we're going to get to that later about the show. But yeah. um, let me kick it off with a story here. Yeah, tell me what brought you to this. Well, I – had to be something. I was th- – I was <laughs> – this will tie into the. St- I'm not going to tell this story first, but I found out that the guy who you, you know the movie Bloodsport, yeah, you know that movie with John Claude Van Damme. Apparently, the guy, the guy that um, the guy that 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 said that that story was based on his life, some guy's life. Yeah, and it was found out later that that guy was just a total bullshitter and just made up the fact that he was in some karate tournament and he actually didn't know shit about karate. Just like Jean-Claude? Yeah. Um, okay. And so 
Well, how would you know if John Claude Van Damme knows anything about karate or not? You followed him once. I heard. I heard some story where he uh, he got beat up by some hell's angel in a bar. Well, dude's been a cokehead for a while, so I don't, that might have something to do with it. I don't know. Moving but right along. Anyway, so I was thinking about that, and there's <laughs> my story in a minute is going to tie into Bloodsport, and it just so happens it's alive, revolving around Bloodsport. Okay. Okay. If you can believe that, but I'm gonna kick it off. I'm gonna I'm gonna set the table because I like I enjoy lying. Okay. <laughs> and the reason I enjoy it is because I'm really good at it. Okay. I have the ability, and I don't like to lie to hurt people. I like to lie to fuck with people. Okay. And that may be just as dubious, but yeah. I I just I've, I'm I've I've been a prankster all my life, and I like to see what I can get people to believe. And I, you know, I try not to hurt anybody with it, but sometimes I just, sometimes it's just the thrill, the thrill of the hunt, and sometimes it's something that's just really funny. Um, but I got myself in trouble really bad with an ex-girlfriend one time. This isn't why she was an ex-girlfriend, but, um, <laughs> but the pattern of lies, <laughs> right? Well, I don't lie. You know, this one lie. It was the fact that I lied all the time. No, I don't do that to my romantic partner. You know, I don't lie about things like. You know, whatever. I don't, I don't lie about things that are important, but I was just, I just couldn't help myself to pull some pranks on her. And this one wound up. I thought it was going to be funny, and then it wound up like there was no way out of it. <laughs> one of those sort of things. So she got it. It's a, this girl that I was dating. She she got it in her head that she wanted to learn how to make vegetable soup. And I don't know why she wanted to learn, but she was like, I'm going to make vegetable soup from scratch. I'm going to do everything from scratch. It's going to be awesome. She didn't really know how to cook that well, so it wasn't like a normal thing. But it's like, she, for whatever reason, she wanted to learn how to do that. So all of a sudden, popped in my mind, I was like, oh, I can, I can twist this around. <laughs> so I told her this story about how my mom made vegetable soup, and I just, I could never, nobody made vegetable soup as good as my oh, mom. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> misfire but my mom I was like my mom has a secret ingredient to her vegetable soup she puts bananas in it <laughs> and I was like you know you're not going to believe this but my mom puts bananas in it and it is delicious <laughs> just trust me it is delicious thinking that nothing would come of it other than she would just believe that and it would you know I would just have the, the the knowledge that she believed it. Well, come to find out, she took it to heart. Mm-hmm. And she made this vegetable soup. And Which obviously you didn't think it all the way through because uh, you know she's trying to make that vegetable soup for you to enjoy. And you know where this is going. But yeah. she, so she makes this vegetable soup, and I'm like, I'm talking to her on the phone or whatever. She's like, oh, I'm making the vegetable soup. Yeah, I'm, I got the bananas. <laughs> yeah, I got the ones you said that you, to get them not ripe. Not really right, little green. And I was like, oh, well, that's going to be great. It'll probably be just like my mom made it. <laughs> and I, this girl I had a pretty short temper, so I, I did not like pissing her off because she would blow up at me and not talk to me for like a week, you know, and it was just this whole process. And so I was like, oh, man, I can't say anything about this. And I had this moment where I was like, okay. I've got two options. I can either tell her and face her wrath, or I can eat this fucking soup. <laughs> okay? Uh, so the uh, day comes, and I, I have been sick for a week, which is the worst part of it. Really bad sick with a cold. And so I was like, 
stuff wasn't tasting very good to me anyway. Yeah. And she brings the vegetable soup over. And not only do I have to eat this, I'm damn sure going to have to love it. Right? Because yeah. I can't just like eat it and be like, oh, okay. I have to be like, this is the best. This is just as good as my mom's. So she brings it over and I, you know, I look at the bowl and there's these just like <clears throat> mushy boiled pieces of banana in it that are cut up. And I can see them just, they're just like, you know, they're falling apart. They're so mushy. And yeah. that was the nastiest thing I've ever eaten in my life. <laughs> it was nastier than Did the, you eat it all? Yes, I ate the whole bowl. Oh. And luckily, I got out of having to eat another bowl because, you know, she's like, oh, you want another one? I'm like, oh, no, I've been sick. You know, I can't, I, I, don't, I just can't eat a whole lot. Did and she eat it? She ate it, yeah. Oh. Did and you she, not say, this is fucking disgusting. Um, yeah, no, she thought it, she didn't say anything about it. I guess she thought it was, um, I guess she thought it was good or whatever. If she would have said it was bad, she would have been insulting your mom because you were sitting there enjoying it, quote unquote. Uh, yeah, quote unquote. And if you would have got, if, right. if she would have said this is disgusting, you would have, she would have been insulting your mom in her mind. So both of you she... are awkwardly eating this disgusting soup. Uh, on, on, a, on a lie, right? <laughs> she can't tell you it sucks, and you can't tell her it sucks. It was—I surely had to eat crow in the situation. <laughs> I just fucking ate it. <laughs> I fucked that, fucked it, the whole situation up for everybody involved. Um, Did you ever tell her? No, I don't think I ever told her. Well, she's finding out now. I don't think she listens to this podcast, but uh, <laughs> I may have told her, but it was a long time later. But that was just like—I was just like. I was, I you know she's coming over to my house with the soup and I'm sweating, not because I'm sick but sweating because I'm like oh no, this is gonna. Oh, be. God. It was I, I'm pretty tolerant of bad food. I can eat bad food. It was so bad that it was making me nauseous. <laughs> every, I was choking down every every bite, you know, and having to like do this like weird smile and this strange lilt with the spoon where I'm like, uh, oh. I wonder if she tried it. Before she packaged it up and brought it over to you and instantly thought, oh, my God, this is disgusting. And, like, called her best friend and was like, this is the most disgusting thing I've ever had in my life. And I have to go over there and eat a bowl of it. I honestly don't think it was as gross to her as it was to me because I think maybe she just didn't know that vegetable soup from scratch didn't taste that way or something. But it was like there was no like avoiding the banana in it. It was just gross. Like it, the banana flavored the whole thing. It was because it was like <laughs> bananas, you know. I, I I think I would have just eaten everything but the bananas and told her, well, that's just there for the broth. That <laughs> just flavors. It didn't matter, man. I might as well have eaten the bananas because the whole broth tasted like bananas. It truly did flavor the broth. Okay. I'm kind of interested in seeing what a banana soup would taste like. Oh, just take my word on it, man. <laughs> I paid the price for lying in that situation. I got what I deserved in that yeah. one. So there's that. So you got a, you got a story you want to tell? Um, yeah. Well, I'll tell the first one, a lie that I told. Yeah. And it never came back to bite me, but I think I even told you this lie. <clears throat> yeah. Because at first it was just a story. And then it was like, well, I could make the story better. I don't need, it's not even that good. Well, just, just hit it real quick. Just go for it. Okay. I, when I was in high school, uh, I was in Chattanooga, my freshman year of high school, and there was this, um, we were out 
downtown hanging out, and I started talking to these guys in front of this hotel. <laughs> yeah, you got be, me with this one, yeah. Yeah, turned out the uh, Warren G's uncle and his um, his tour manager, Warren G's apparently from Chattanooga, and um, and they, they were talking to me for a while, and we were sitting there smoking a cigarette or something like that. I think that's they were asking me for a lighter for their cigarette, and we were just sitting there talking, and um, and they gave me a backstage pass to his concert, and um, a couple days go by, and I just tell everybody that I went up into the hotel with the backstage pass and smoked pot with Warren G, which absolutely never happened. <laughs> but I thought, it, I thought it would make me sound cool, because at that time, I was really concerned about people liking me, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I, I was like, look, I got the backstage pass to prove it, but I, I never went into the hotel. Did you even go to the concert? No. You just, you just got the backstage pass. I think the concert was either that night or it was, like, the next night. But the next night was this huge football game that everybody was going to. And so, like, whatever. I wouldn't have been able to go to the concert anyways, you know. I just had this backstage. I think I still got the backstage pass. You got me with that a couple years ago. You got me with it. And it pissed me off for a minute when you told me the truth because I, I, because I fell for it. And I don't like being had, you know. <laughs> I'm used to being the one that, that gets people. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those that, like, I've got some crazy stories in my life, really true, but don't sound like they could be true. And that's one of those that just wasn't true. <laughs> but but I tried to make it sound really yeah, true. Yeah, but you're you're not doing it justice in this telling because you really sell it. You got some yeah. facts to back it up. and Yeah, I talk about, you know, going up into the <laughs> room, taking the L, and, like, I had to go to the front desk because the... The penthouse suite was you couldn't get there without a key or whatever, and I showed them this this backstage pass, and they gave me a key. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Well, I'll roll that one. Are you ready for for me to go? Yeah. Now? yeah. I'll roll that one into this. <clears throat> um, stories about being a – part of what got me on this was I was thinking about how kids lie sometimes. They're kids that are just liars. <laughs> Everybody's been to school with them, and – it depends on – there's an age where you stop believing in people's bullshit. Yeah. Hopefully. But there's this period – like for me, it was like fourth and fifth grade where it was like there were these bullshitters that I believed. And not until years later that I realized, holy shit, that guy didn't do that. Yeah. And it was stuff that was ridiculous. Let me tell you this story. I was in fifth grade, and I was in this um, honors art program for the summer. And it was a cool thing. It was like two weeks, and it was really intensive. And we, it was kids from local schools. We'd get together and we'd do these um, projects with art teachers from the the local school systems. And we got to do stuff that we wouldn't normally get to do in the normal arts classes. Well, there was this kid in my class that was in this program with me, and he would, didn't go to my school. He went to some other school. His name was Eddie, which is a yeah. good name for a liar. Yeah. Sorry that to all liars, man. Sorry yeah. to fast Eddie. It's but, true. but he's fast, Eddie, not Eddie. Right. Um, but this kid was a huge liar, but everybody believed him, and I believed him too. Yeah. And um, his, you're not gonna you're gonna, not gonna believe this. He well, told everybody. <laughs> he told everybody that his mom was in the real tournament every year of blood sport. <laughs> the tournament that blood sport was based on. And he said that his mom was some international karate champion and was in this tournament every year and actually well, killed. she had to be a champion because she would have died if she didn't win. Right. I... She killed people in this tournament. <laughs> he had a friend, I think his friend's name was Marty, who 
believed this hook, line, and sinker, and was the one that was like, I'm, I've met her. She, <laughs> she does, yeah. Her, his mom ripped somebody's eye out one time. And this kid uh, truly believed it. He wasn't trying to sell it because there'd be no reason for him to, you know? Like, uh, yeah. Eddie was the guy that was like, he was kind of white trash, but for some reason he like, his family didn't have a lot of money, but he got whatever he wanted. All the video game systems, everything that he wanted. He was really spoiled, but his family didn't have a lot of money. You ever know any kids like that? Yeah. And like, he was just this like, jerk. He was a cock, you know? And he just like, <laughs> you know, paraded around the, the art room and stuff, and his little lackey, Marty or whatever, was, like, backing up his stories. And Being shorts? Yeah, totally shorts. Like, yeah. mullet, everything. Um, and his mom came to pick him up one day, and we were all like, ooh. <laughs> and she was just this kind of, like, normal-looking, slightly overweight, mid-30s woman. And, like, to think that we thought she was some international karate champion. Do you think that that, uh, that he told his mom that, like, that's... I don't know. I don't think so. That, like, hey, mom, Marty's coming over to spend the night. Just play along with whatever he says. I don't think so, because I think that she was. She seemed to be a little bit mean, so I think she would have whooped his ass <laughs> if, was, if, if she found out he was lying, you know? You're saying she seemed to be a little bit mean from, like, your fifth grade summer. One time she pulled up to pick him up. Yeah, and yeah. Well, I just... That, that's your no, no. <laughs> when she picked him up, he kind of just, like, wilted. <laughs> you know, he kind of, like, his his whole, like, cocky like, demeanor. Oh, Mom, oh. banana soup again! <laughs> <laughs> he just was kind of, like, his cocky attitude just kind of went, wow. And he was just kind of staring at the floor, but... I, it wasn't until years later that I truly, like, I figured it out, <laughs> if there is something to be figured out by that. <laughs> and I tru- I realized I'd been had, and I was like, never again. Bloodsport was on TV, and you're like, wait a second. That, that was bullshit, and it just pissed me off. I wish I could meet see that kid again today, and I would challenge him to a fight in the Bloodsport <laughs> ring. Real. Challenge his mom to a fight. But everybody, you know those liars that say stuff like shit out of movies. They say, oh, yeah, I did that or whatever, you know. You know, you, yeah. you meet those kids in school. So, some of those kids never grow out of it. Right. Yeah. I never told those lies when I was that age. I tell them now. I guess <laughs> making up for old times. That makes it right. But the thing was, they weren't, like, those kids were, like, not trying to trick you. They really, it's almost like they believed it. Yeah. They had some need to believe this for you to believe that. It wasn't to like get one over on you. It was just to I guess just like you telling that everybody that you met Warren G a little bit. <laughs> it's exactly cool. what it was. It's fear based. Yeah. It's it's fear based. It's totally fear based. Yeah. Um so you, you got another one? I um <clears throat> well, hold on one second. Oh. Dead air. Dead air. That's old. Um, well, we'll jam into, you know, this is um, a little bit. Of, it's not so much about a lie as it is about um, not being told the truth. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Okay, so um, when I was growing I grew up real sheltered, okay, uh, outrageously sheltered, and it led into me being fairly naive about stuff but even though i was super sheltered and not not told many things about the world and whatnot i had this um need to be a part of 
And so, therefore, I had to act like I was on the same level as everybody else. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So, sixth grade hits. And in the town that I was living in, the, the school system would go second, third, uh, or third, fourth, fifth grade, and then sixth grade was a brand new school. And it went from you were in one classroom with 20 people to you were in an, a school of 3,000, 1,000 students per grade and 125 kids in one pod, which was four classes, and you went around to different classes within the pod or whatever. Yeah. And um, it was a uh, it was all the elementary schools were like feeder schools for this one big school. Okay, I'm setting this up because it 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 has an effect. Okay, so I get to sixth grade and I realize I really want to be a popular kid, and in order to be popular, I got to act like I know what everybody else knows, which even though I don't know, I need to just act like I do know. And in sixth grade is when kids start. Uh, you know, puberty starts to happen and, and, and kids start to do things that happen with puberty. My parents had not talked to me about sex, nor had they talked to me about uh, masturbation or, or, or any other type of sex act that may be on a list of things to do in sixth grade or things you may see on a television show. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Okay, so no talk of that whatsoever. None. None. And... Obviously, probably because it was just real awkward, you know, I mean, yeah. it's like one of those things, whatever. So, and, um, so I'm having to act like I know about this stuff, but I have no idea. And there's this one kid who knew everything and who, who just kind of assumed that I knew because when he would talk to me, I would nod my head like I knew. Yeah. And he had me over one weekend. Okay. This is two weekends in a row. This story's going to last. Okay. The yeah. first weekend I go to his house and it was the first time I ever saw Skinamax. Okay, yeah. so he had fallen asleep, and I stayed up watching this Skinamax softcore porn. And it was the first time I ever saw boobs. It was the first time I ever saw anything that resembled sex. Okay, we're talking like total fucking shelter for day. Okay, yeah. sixth grade. This is what's happening to me. First time ever seeing this stuff, and I, <clears throat> for the first time. Uh, you know, I didn't know what was going on, but you know, I I was just like squeezing my dick, <laughs> and and for the first time in my life, I ejaculated while I was awake. Okay, and I ran to the bathroom and like washed my hands. I didn't know what had happened because the only thing that I had ever seen come out of that thing was pee. Yeah. Okay. And I was terrified, mortified. I thought something was wrong with me. I didn't know what was happening. And, but I go back to bed, and as I'm going to sleep, I'm like, uh, something's wrong with me. All the shame of the world, whatever. We go to school the next week, okay? And I didn't talk about it with anybody, obviously. And, and they start talking about <laughs> jacking off, which was the term that was used in sixth grade at that time. Yeah. And, and it clicked. In my head, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's what that was. That's what happened to me. And so the next weekend is this guy Matt's birthday party, okay? And at that time, in, in sixth grade, it was still like – it wasn't like overtly about girls, but there was like – you know, like we, we, we were sitting in his room playing truth or dare, Yeah. okay? And it wasn't like – weird at all that it was just a bunch of dudes sitting around in a room playing truth or dare 
Okay, right. this is like just like suburbia, like, like you know, a bunch of white kids sitting around doing this kind of thing. And they dared this kid to go and take this glass into the closet and 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 beat off in the closet oh. and, and prove that he could do that. Okay, because this is one of these things that like nobody. It, it wasn't like common that this was happening. There were still some kids that were like on the pre side of puberty and some kids that were on the post side. Of puberty, so this wasn't like common for everybody, and and I was like in my head, I was like, okay, I know what's happening, you know, like I'm in the know now. I finally know. And the thing about me, even still today, is like I don't like to go to the bathroom until I absolutely have to, and and so I'll just you know I'll just wait until I can't hold it anymore, and then I'll go to the bathroom. Okay. Yeah. And you may see where this is going. It's ridiculous. Okay. So. Well, I rewind a little bit, and I'll throw in a little caveat. The the lunchtime, okay, the lunch table dictated where you stood in the social hierarchy of middle school, okay? There was the, the uber popular kids, and then on the fringes of that table was, like, the kids that were accepted in the popular crowd but not necessarily welcome. And then there was, like, the tables for all the other groups. But there was – everybody knew that that was the – and I sat on the fringes – of the uber popular kids, okay? To where, like, I was always on the periphery trying to get in, trying to find something that's going to make me cool. And um, and so so this kid, came, he had, like, he spat in the cup, you know? And then, like, and it was this big dare of, like, nobody was willing to do it. And I finally said, fuck it, I'll do it, because I realized what it was that I had done. And so I was like, if I just repeat that, and remember what I had seen, then maybe I can do this thing again. And this is what's going to make me cool. And, um, but I had to pee real bad and, <laughs> and, and I go in there and I'm trying to, I'm, t- I'm trying to get it up. I'm trying to go, you know, whatever, whatever. And I just, I, I couldn't hold it anymore. And I literally, <laughs> in this cup. Okay? Wait, say that again. I just, <laughs> I, I, I peed in the cup. Okay. And it wasn't just any cup. This isn't like a, a glass that the parents used to drink water out of at the dinner table this is like a nice glass you know i mean it's just it's made of glass it's a glass you know and and as i'm peeing in this glass i'm realizing several different things one uh i have to leave this closet (laughs) two i have to leave this closet with pee in my hand when i guaranteed them i could come in the cup okay and three that like there's no way that this story is not going to get out you know, and so I run out of and I start laughing. And it was the first time that, like, my own self-deprecating sense of humor had finally begun to, like, uh, 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 manifest itself. Because as I'm peeing in this cup, I can do nothing but laugh because there's nothing else to do but laugh. And I, I, <laughs> I finished peeing in the cup and I run out of the bathroom and they all see me holding this urine filled glass and I'm laughing like very nervously and I'm sprinting as best I can to balance the glass. Cause I'm thinking if I could run past them fast enough and pour it and I poured it down the sink in the bathroom, not in the toilet. For some reason I thought I'd pour it down the sink. And as I'm pouring it down the sink, the, uh, the swarm of sixth grade boys comes to the bathroom, all laughing and pointing at me. Right. And, um, so for the rest of the night, they make fun of me. 
And of course, you know, I mean, like, but there was nothing to do but to make fun of me. They had no other options. I mean, this kid goes in on a dare to come in a cup, and he comes out with a urine-filled cup. And but the the real the the worst of it was is that there was a one girl that I had just an outrageous crush on. It was like my first real crush <laughs> at school, and she was like smack dab in the middle of the uber cool kids lunch table. And I go to school on Monday, head down, and I'm getting my lunch from the lunch line, whatever. And as I've got my tray and I'm walking out to survey the lunchroom, she comes up to me and says, hey, I heard you got something wrong with you, that you can't come, you can only pee. And it was, and, and, and I look up at the Uber cool table and every single person was laughing at me. Every single person was pointing and laughing at me. <laughs> and uh, and that's all my story. <laughs> oh, my God. You told me that before. That's the thing, is you told me that story before, and I think I had forgotten it because it actually scarred me when you told me. <laughs> I had blocked it out. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, So you were hoping you would just get away with it. <laughs> you were hoping that you would just make it. I just, I didn't think about the fact that I had to pee so bad, and I was just like, because I could, I. The thing was, I didn't want to go to the bathroom because I was scared I was going to miss out on something, you know. And and as I, I was like, oh my god, maybe because I wasn't used to like the <clears> feeling, <throat> the sensation of like what, you know, that was. That I was like, okay, maybe this is what's happened. Oh shit, no, that's pee. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> it's, that's the so most embarrassing bad. story of my life. That's just like, that. I mean, that's the transition period right there. That is, I I feel bad for any child in sixth grade. It, it, it's bad. I mean, I, I, our friend Charlotte teaches sixth grade. <laughs> and I can't, I don't know how she does it. Because it is the most awkward and stuff like that happens to children in sixth grade. I feel sorry for me. I my son will be in sixth grade one day. Oh yeah, you got yeah, that to look was, forward to. That's sort I was of thinking stuff. a word of warning, Miss. No matter how awkward it may be, you may want to go ahead and save your son that that experience. That's uh, how would I go about explaining um uh that just give him a porn and <laughs> <laughs> No, don't don't do that. Don't do that. But uh, just lock I, I him in a room for like a year, probably. Read a book. Read a book about it. I'm sure somebody wrote a book about it. Yeah, it's called <laughs> Penthouse. <laughs> That's Get him a subscription. I don't know. Just, just explain the mechanics, and uh, you know, just kind of, you know, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, these kinds of things. See, I, I don't know. I lucked out because like. In sixth grade, for some reason, even in South Carolina, we had this really hardcore, to use lack of a better word, <laughs> sex ed program that was just like, here's all the details, here's everything about it. So my parents never had that conversation, with me, but I got it in sixth grade at school. I got it in eighth grade. That's a little late. That's a little late. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a little optimistic. Grade. I think I got it in, I got it in... Probably sixth or seventh, but see, for us, they broke us up. It was, 
girls in one room, boys in the other. I think they did that with us too, but they went through everything. I mean, they they they. Well, I, ours was sponsored. Ours was sponsored by Always, so we got to take home samples. <laughs> a female product, females, female products like tamp, like tampons and pads, and like that was our souvenir for like going through the class. And it's it was just a very awkward. I mean, it's awkward for girls too, but you know, I I don't. I could explain it to a girl. But a boy, I don't know, you know, like, when you told that story, I just felt so mortified for you. Yeah, and that well, girl, what a bitch. Are you, are, you I mean, morti- are you mortified for me then or mortified for the fact that I just told that story? No, the, the, the you then. Not, <laughs> not, not now. I mean, now it's just funny. But the you then, I've, like, it's heartbreaking that that girl was probably set up by the popular kids at that table Definitely. To go and tell you that, and they're all laughing at you. I mean, what a what a bitch! It literally was. They're all gonna laugh at you. Yeah, that, that that's one of those. Is that one of those shameful things in your life group that still make you like get sick to your stomach a little bit when you think about it? I've I've gotten to a point with that that it's okay. There is one other moment. There's two moments in my life that make me that where I wish I kind of made a different decision. I have like ten of those things where I still feel <laughs> embarrassed when I think about it. I turn red and like even if I'm not around anybody, I I feel shame. Well, now that I know, uh, like, you know, like I'm not, I, I don't feel like I have anything to prove in that area of my life. If that makes sense. Like, uh, but I wonder I, if I wonder if that bothers her now. I don't think she's ever thought about it since. You know, I don't know because I I had a, not a similar experience, obviously, but um. In I think it was maybe third or fourth grade, I got punched in the face by a boy because I was making fun of him, and, and you feel like bad. I I feel bad now. Like when I think about it, it makes me feel ashamed that I would say things that I was saying to him to provoke him enough to want to hit me in the face. Oh God! And and like I mean, it was I was being mean. And I feel so bad about it now. Like, even it's just very shameful, like, for me to think, oh, my God, I cannot believe that I acted like that. But, I mean, I was never – I never acted like that again. You know, I wasn't, like – because, I mean, I would mock him to his face. And that that's wrong. You know, that – like, thinking about it even right now, I'm, like, feeling mortified about it. But we don't – I mean, part of it, life, right, is learning where the line is by crossing it. You know, like, well, the fact that you realize that it was wrong and it shows yeah. that, you know, I think well, I'm I mean, actually friends with that girl on Facebook, but I'm not, it's not like I'm going to send her a message and say, remember that time when you told me I could, you know, eh. you should send her the link to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but that's just like I mean, it, sixth grade is the wild west, man. It's just shit it like is. that happens. Everybody did shit that was awful to other people and had awful things done to them. And it's just like. There are no rules in sixth grade. Well, let's uh, 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 let's keep it with lies. Let's keep going yeah. with the lies. That was a lie <laughs> by omission, if you will. That right. I was never told what sex was for masturbation. Now, my mom told me what sex was when I was in like first grade because I found a used condom on the street and brought it in the house. <laughs> oh, and no. I said, "What is this?" And my mom said, 
uh, put that down and go wash your hands, and I'll talk to you tonight. And she told me when I was in first grade at night, she said, men have penises, women have vaginas, and in order to make girls or boys, you know, kids, the men sticks his penis in the woman's vagina, and it doesn't hurt. It feels good, and that's all you need to know about that. That's what I was told. That was it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> switching gears a little bit, but still talking about parents and deception. Um, my uh, <laughs> my whole life, my mom told me that if I ate boiled peanuts after a certain hour in the day, that I would have nightmares, and not just nightmares, like night terrors that would like, you know, just the worst thing possible ever. That would never, I would never get over this if I ever had these nightmares. Yeah. And I don't know why, but it was always around boiled peanuts. And anybody that knows me knows that I love boiled peanuts. You do. That's why. I love boiled peanuts. But, you know, it was like this cutoff at like 5 o'clock in the afternoon. It's like, you need to stop eating those. You're going to have nightmares. (laughs) So it was ingrained in me my whole life. That I was going to have nightmares if I ate boiled peanuts after a certain hour. It's sort of like the gremlins, you know, if you feed them after a certain hour, the, yeah. it, you know, it fucks everything up. <laughs> and I went through life, I got to about 25 still believing this. And still thinking like, man, I want to eat these boiled peanuts right now, but I am i can't do it. I'm scared. Because I don't want to have yeah. nightmares. I don't want it to make me sick and have nightmares. And it was like one of those things that I did. Finally, I sat down and thought about it and was like, wait a second. That doesn't make any sense at all. Why do I think that? I eat all kind of shit late at night. That's probably way worse than boiled peanuts. And so I was like, oh my God. My mom has been lying to me all these years. And I actually called my mom and confronted her about it. <laughs> my mom, who is wonderful and would never do anything to hurt me. And has always done everything for me. And I called her and said, Mom, you said that I couldn't eat boiled peanuts after a certain hour because I would uh, I would have nightmares. That was a lie, wasn't it? <laughs> and she's like, well, I just, I don't know. I just thought that you might get sick and you might have nightmares. And I was like, well, why yeah. boil peanuts? She's Joseph, like, I didn't. Joseph, you don't, you don't remember that... All you ate for three weeks straight was boiled peanuts, and I was getting nervous. I don't think it was even that. It was just for whatever reason, she thought that boiled peanuts were from the devil or something. And she was just like, well, I just, I don't know. I just thought that you might have nightmares. So I was like, so it's not true. That's what you're telling me. It's like, yeah, it's not true. You could, so I can eat them now. I'm going to go eat these boiled Guilt peanuts. Free. Well, you might still have nightmares. I don't know that. Uh, I like the I like the picture that your mom calls you Joseph. She doesn't. She calls me Joey. So Joseph. That's one of those things that only like my girlfriend and my girlfriend's kids call me Joseph, and nobody else in my life has ever called me Joseph. Joseph. Uh, she calls you Joseph. Uh yeah. You're. Wow. Yeah, I can't remember. She calls the last, you Joey to me. I can't remember the last time she referred to me in person as Joey. Like. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> As most do you, girls do. When um, when you're when you're eating all those peanuts, did your mom have to make them? I, I don't know. Nah, I mean it's kind of like part of my family's thing. Is like my dad comes from a farming background in Florida, so he's used to like buying the green boiled peanuts and boiling them all day and stuff. Like his uncle had a peanut farm, that sort of thing. Maybe but, he got tired of making them all the time for you. I don't. It just we always had, like when we had them, we had plenty. 
And so I, I wasn't, I never, I can't remember like demanding boiled peanuts at any point in time. It's just like, sweet, we got boiled peanuts. <laughs> we were wealthy with boiled peanuts. We, were... we had all the boiled peanuts you could imagine. Yeah. <laughs> we had them in mason jars, saving them for the winter. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were, we were, we were making boiled peanut jam. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that was a lie my mom told. My innocent mother, she, she got me. She got me with that one. Well, I got one more. Yeah, go for it. Um, and this is a camp story, but I had spent maybe three hours in a kayak, and um, <clears throat> I had just learned how to wet exit. I didn't know how to roll, and um, that's rolling in a kayak is when you flip upside down and you flip right back up without having to exit your kayak. And um, I went up to the kayaking instructor who said that they were going down the Nantahala River that day. I said, do you have to be good to go down the Nantahala? He said, no. I said, do you not have to know how to roll to go down the Nantahala? He said, no. So I decided to go down the Nantahala and just about died. <laughs> I, got, I flipped over and I panicked and I didn't wet exit. And uh, somebody else had to come back over and, and flip me back up. And, of course, I was bawling, crying. I had finally given up on life. I was ready to inhale water and die. And I got flipped over, and immediately Tim was yelling at me, Ether, wet exit, wet exit. And, um, that's that's comeuppance. Yeah. That's what you got. <laughs> you had to eat the soup on that one. <laughs> well, I was only like 12 years old. Well, I didn't you got to learn those lessons. Yeah, I learned it. I yeah. learned never to get in a kayak again. <laughs> dead air. Yeah, dead air. Miss, you got any lies that you told or been told? I don't know. I mean, any lies that I've told, I, I'm not, you know, of course, playing playing jokes is one thing, but I don't know. I don't. I always feel really guilty when I tell lies and get like busted and stuff so I try to block it out so I don't think about it and remind myself of the guilt so I mean the worst that like I said I mean I can I can relate to your stories but I wouldn't really say anything really stands out yeah I don't like lying I don't like liars I don't like people who lie and embellish like the truth or just all around like make shit up on a consistent basis, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, just for, and it's not even like for a reason. It's just like they can't help themselves. Well, that's the worst kind of liar. Is like when you find out somebody's been lying to you about some shit that does not matter at all, then you realize, whoa, that person's dangerous. You know, <laughs> like, oh shit, they, there's no reason for them to lie to me about that, and they just lied to me because they couldn't help themselves. I think one of the worst lies that I in recent memory that I ever got told and I mean obviously I have issues um with my son's dad but he uh went the the day that my son was born he was born on a Tuesday and you know I he was born on a naval hospital so they let me stay there for um a while but they weren't like trying to kick me out or anything yeah. but um he worked in the hospital that I gave birth in and I told him, you know, the night, the day that he was born, I, I told him, I said, well, why don't you, you know, where are you going to sleep? Because I expected him to stay with me because our son had just been born. Right. And he was like, oh, I'm going to go home. They're not going to let me stay. And I'm like, you work in this hospital. 
you know, they gave me my own room because you work in this hospital. Right. I'm like, can't you sleep downstairs in the pharmacy or whatever? Because he worked in the pharmacy. And he was like, no, 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 they're not going to let me stay, so I'm going to go home. He's like, I'm going to feed the cat and, like, clean up a little bit. And I said, okay. And, I mean, it was the first night being a mother, so I was very nervous and scared and didn't know anything, you know. And he came back the next the next morning, and I'm exhausted. I hadn't slept at all because the baby was in the room with me. And um, I'm exhausted. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm so glad you're here. Can um, I'm going to take a shower. I need a shower because I hadn't taken a shower. I was just like, can you, you know, I asked him. I had to ask him, can you watch the baby, you know, while I take a shower? Sure, sure, sure. So I'm in the shower. I get out of the shower. He's asleep in my bed, my hospital bed. And I'm like, I wake him up. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, oh, I'm just really tired. And I'm thinking, you're really tired? Come to find out about maybe three or four months later, he and his best friend had gone to the casino to celebrate my son being born and had been up all night gambling and drinking. And so, yeah, he hadn't gotten any sleep either. And I was so mad when I found that out. And I mean, I found out months and months and months later. And I was just like, you son of a bitch. I was, I had just given birth to your son and you're in the casino. But, um, it's, I mean, I, I can laugh about it now, obviously, but. That's some like, like so he waited long enough. How, how did the truth come out? You just finally just asked him about it or you? No, I, I, I never thought to think he was lying. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would never, que- I didn't question it that he didn't stay with me. Like it just wasn't, it wasn't something that I harped on or questioned him about. It had, I think it came up like his friend was talking to him about it. Like they were, Oh, remember that time? Remember that time? Oh, remember that time that miss was, um, in the hospital and we went to the casino. Ha ha ha. And I was like, what? Oh, busted. 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 Yeah. I was like, wait, what? And he was like, just no, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I don't that. <laughs> Total deer in headlights. Because he's the kind of liar that when I bust him on lies, he will tell. He will stick to his lie. Yeah. Like, stick to it until he's... Oh, yeah. Just dig himself deeper. He will just... No, it, it, he, he's the kind of liar that says, if I stick to my lie, how can you ever tell me that I'm lying? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that I he makes himself enough, believe yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. That's part of being a so, good yeah. liar is like being confident, you know. But well, that's my, some bullshit my, right there, though. My lie <laughs> lie detector radar is like finely tuned now because of being married to him. I can pretty much, you know, weed out the lies from the truth, especially with him even now, you know. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's probably like the worst, like most insulting to my own intelligence and. I just gave birth to your son. Like, how could you even think that that was okay? So yeah, that that was pretty much a pretty bad thing to do. That's like some shit from some like Fox sitcom or something. Like, yeah, that's just some like <laughs> married, a, married with children light, shit. In a, in a different yeah. light, that's funny. Yeah, you know, unless you're the the one that was in the in the hospital bed giving birth to a child. Yeah, but well, I mean, I think it's I laugh about it now, but yeah. at the time. And when I found out, I was very, very much not laughing. Should children feel wronged or betrayed when they discover their parents lied to them when they were young? Say, uh, 
about what happens when we die, about what they can honestly know for sure about that last question, about where babies come from. That that like plays right into some of these comments that people sent in. Now, Papa sent some real heavy shit, of course, yeah. as is his thing. Just within the offspring when they grow and mature. Preemptive <clears throat> caveat killer. What if the parents acknowledge all those lies were to keep you innocent, yada, 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 but the parents still preserve all the religious and or nationalist myths as a straight-faced adults? Well, that's problematic because that, that, that negates people's beliefs. If you believe that there's something after death, then you're not necessarily telling a lie, are you? If that's what you truly believe and you say to somebody, oh, when you die, you go to heaven or whatever. Right. I mean, I guess it, it really is more practical to think about it in the uh, Easter Bunny Santa Claus sense, Tooth Fairy. Right. That kind of stuff. I don't know. It's not to argue that because it's so conventional. It is absolute convention to say that Santa Claus exists. Well, it just depends. Like, like, I think that that sort of stuff is fun. I'm glad that I did that stuff when I was a kid. But, like, my girlfriend is really honest with her kids, and I appreciate that about her. I think I respect her for that, that she's chosen to be that way because she's really open about what she tells them and what she believes and everything and I don't know, you know, I don't fault people for, you know. I think he was just trying to stir it up. We, we can let it go. Well, he has, <laughs> he's, yeah. he's trying to stir well, it up. But, hey, here, there's, there's the parent here. Let's ask her. What do you think about it, miss? Um, well, being that my son's at that age, and he just turned nine, so, you know, me and his dad, we did this whole Santa thing. Um, we did the Easter Bunny. We did all of it, you know. And we signed presents from Santa, and, you know, we told him, oh, the Easter Bunny came. And it it wasn't, like, there wasn't a, a time when he was like, you've been lying to me, or that's not true. You know, when they grow start growing up, they figure it out. You know, it, he figured it out. I mean, it wasn't like he was, like, brokenhearted because there wasn't a Santa. He was just excited he was getting presents. Yeah, you know, it didn't yeah, matter I... who who it was from, and it wasn't like. And I think the one year that we had still were writing Santa, he was just like, "There's no Santa," and he just laughed. You know, it's it's hard. It's hard as a parent to avoid um, that type of uh, mentality, especially because it's so commercial commercialized. Yeah. Um. I, I totally, like you said, I totally respect what your girlfriend does with her girls. and I, But I foresee, and I'm not saying that she's doing it wrong, because like I said, I think what she's doing is totally right for her and for them. But, you know, I and I, I don't foresee her girls being the type to say, well, you know Santa's not real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she has enough, um, she's done a really good job teaching them that, just because we believe this and other people believe this doesn't make them wrong. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what's most important if you're not going to go along with, you know, the fantasy of all of that, that while you're still teaching them all of that is not real, you're also teaching them to be sensitive to other people believing it. You know, and I, that was the sit down that I had to have with my son when he finally had started saying, well, tooth fairy's not real. This isn't real. I had to say to him, you know, especially being around younger kids, they don't know that. You know, we did that for you because you, you know, you thought it was fun, but it, 
now that you know that it's not real, you can't go to other kids and say that because they may not know. Yeah, I mean, that's a respect thing, you know? That's like, you, gotta, you, you respect what other people, I mean, to, to a degree, you got to respect what other people believe or, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah, I never, I, I, I mean, never I hit that. I never hit that point with my parents. Like, I never, we never had a discussion about any of that being real or not. I never asked any questions about it. And I, damned if I, I don't know if there might be a Santa Claus. So I don't know. I still don't I figured know. out there was no Santa. I don't remember how old I was, but I figured it out because Santa had the same handwriting as my dad. Well, Santa might be doing that to trick you. And I was like, hmm. You're right. That I mean, I don't. You don't know. You know, it's just, uh, for us, he was never, like, angry about it. Yeah. You know? And I know that it it probably depends on the age, but, I mean, I've seen people that are like, oh, my gosh, my kid's going to kindergarten, and they're going to figure, somebody's, some jerky kid is going to tell my kid that there's no Santa, and, you know, and, okay, well, if you're afraid of that, maybe you need to sit down with your kid and say, there's no Santa, you yeah. know? Yeah, that, I mean... I never had anything like that with my parents that I felt betrayed by or lied to. The only thing is the fucking boiled peanut thing. <laughs> and I will never get over that. Yeah. Grave, you drinking water over there or something? Nope. You backing up from the microphone slowly? Is that what you're doing? Um, I'm listening and, and reflecting. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and crying inside. <laughs> like I, I didn't know that Santa wasn't real. So, well, I'm telling you, I just still don't know that Santa isn't real. So, now I remember that um, for me, I stayed up all night. I say all night. It was probably 2 a.m. midnight, maybe, and I heard my stepdad laugh downstairs. And 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 in my mind, it was it was later than when Santa should have been there. <laughs> so I knew that. If my stepdad was still laughing, that meant that Santa couldn't come. Yeah. And so if there were presents from Santa, that means that it, was, it really was them. Because I think that there were, probably was some jerky kid that planted the seed that Santa wasn't real. But, like, I was sleeping in my sister's room. It was tradition that I would sleep in my sister's room. My sister was three years old, older than I am. And so I was probably, if I was nine, she was 12. Yeah. And she was still playing along, or she still believed. I don't know. We were that sheltered, and and we can we would come. Our Santa gift was like one gift, and it was unwrapped. It was just placed downstairs, and um, and we still got a Santa gift. I never told my parents that Santa wasn't real. I was so heartbroken that I didn't want to tell them because I thought that they would be upset that I found out that Santa wasn't real. And so I played along with it until we were like, I was maybe 19 years old when my stepdad finally put his foot down with my mom and said, nope, for Santa gifts. <laughs> and so we come downstairs at Christmas when I'm like 19 years old and there's no fucking Santa gift. And we just look at our parents and we say, where the fuck's the Santa gift? <laughs> yeah, what's up with this? <laughs> It's still something that we talk about at Christmas each year. It's like, where's the fucking Santa gift? Like, come on. You, obviously, you, this is tradition. You know, I mean, now it's part of tradition, you know? And, um, and so, I don't know. I was heartbroken. I was fucking, I was so upset. I was so upset that I realized that Santa wasn't real. Um, but, I mean, I don't think it scarred me, you know? Yeah. 
I never had that sort of process on that. Yeah. Well. Well, see, I think for you, I think for you that getting upset was because of the way that they presented Santa to you. You know, it was it was different than all the other presents under the tree. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was specific. definitely special. It was, and it was like the big gift. You know, the gifts that we got at Christmas was like, you know, little toys and knickknacks and stuff. But the thing that we got from Santa was like the toy that we played with all year long. Yeah. You know, the yeah. other stuff is kind of forgettable here or there. That's like, how, I, I mean, my parents, like, yeah, that's how the Santa thing was at my house was like, there was stuff that wasn't wrapped that was just there, and that was usually the cool stuff. Yeah. And then the socks and stuff were wrapped up, or books or whatever, you know? Yeah. But, and my parents still, like, if they have something big to give me on Christmas, it's, you know, they just, they don't wrap it up. They just put it out there. Yeah. So. Nice. It's all traditions and stuff, and it depends on how your family does stuff. And I respect people on other either side of it. Yeah, sure. You know, I think there's some things you could definitely lie to your child about that would definitely scar them later. But those things, I don't, I don't necessarily think are. I don't know. All right. Well, next from Papa Clay. ruining the podcast. Thank yeah, you, thanks, Papa. Pop. You didn't um, even listen to it. Our hilarious stories about peeing in cups and stuff are just totally ruined now. <laughs> you guys remember that time when I told you that embarrassing story? Yeah. I'm going to get an email. Please don't put that, edit that out. No, you're not. I'm okay. committed to it. Well, I respect that. Um, Clave just basically said, have you guys ever been tricked into buying something or tricked into getting into a pyramid scheme or um, any bad kind of... Uh, banking decisions you've made or anything where someone's lied to you to try to get your money. Yeah. You got anything like that, Groove? Well, I was working with a guy uh, one time that tried to get me... He, he pulled out this thing and started Whoa. smoking it. Uh, <laughs> and it was an electronic cigarette. Oh, you sent the link to that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, it, and it literally is a pyramid scheme. And I almost bought into it. But at the last minute, I didn't. And so we'll put the link to this. Is it really like nicotine in it? Yeah, it is. But it's like you can smoke inside because it's like just water vapor uh-huh. that like that you exhale. But it, I don't know. I didn't, you know. I see these in the mall. Yeah, well, you can, it's a pyramid scheme, so go right ahead. How is it a pyramid scheme? He said that, you know, you buy X amount of whatevers and and you get on this tier and then you recruit other people to start selling them too and you distribute to them and they distribute to others and, you know, and you can work your way up. I mean, it sounds like a pyramid scheme to me. I mean, I'm not into it. so I don't yeah, It's know. amazing. Check I've it. had... Check yeah. it out, miss. See if you, you may want to get in on it. Yeah, he said, he said it was all the rage. He said by by 2010, you know, everybody's going to be using them because they're healthy. Empire. Yeah, that's funny. I, have I have I told the Amway story before on the podcast? Do you remember? Green? No. no. Okay. So when I first moved to Wilmington, uh, the first time I moved to Wilmington, I was living. It was like the winter of discontent. I had no money coming in, and much like this winter, I had no <laughs> no clients, no money coming in. I was a struggling graphic designer. I, you know, I'm like trying to make ends meet. My roommate doesn't have a job, so we're like thinking we're going to get evicted. And uh, I'm at the post office, 
and this dude insults me, right? I should have known when he insulted me in line. And I actually was looking halfway decent. I had a button-up shirt on, which I hardly ever wear. You know, it was like yeah. I had um, this black button-up shirt on, and I'm at the post office, and this guy's like, oh, huh, you go out of the house looking like that? I guess you work for yourself, huh? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what? And I'm I'm so, like, hungry and angry that I'm ready to just fight this dude in the post office, you know? Like, motherfucker, you're the guy that has said the one thing to me today, and you're going to get hit. And immediately yeah. he diffused it with, like, Oh, what do you do? And I, for whatever reason, I started talking to him. I'm like, well, I'm a graphic designer. You know, I do graphic design, web design, this sort of stuff. He's like, oh, man, I'm looking for some people to, that work in the field. Um, I got some work. Uh, let's talk about it. Let's, have a, let's meet up. And so the second alarm bell that went off should have been that he wanted to meet at Books a Million. Yeah. The bookstore in the coffee area. Yeah. So I and that's on the other side of town from where I was at. And so I drive all the way over there, spend gas that I don't have to get there. I walk in and the dude's meeting with somebody else at one of the tables and I'm like, hmm, this doesn't make sense. And finally that, that guy's the inter- and he, the guy makes me wait like fifteen minutes. And finally by the time that he was done with that guy, I realized he was recruiting people to sell Amway. What is Amway? Amway is the the like original pyramid scheme. Have you never really? seen Go, the movie Go? No. They sell Amway in that. It's basically like Amway products. It's like um, it's a pyramid scheme. That one somebody gets somebody else to sell Amway products, and this guy was trying to recruit people for his fold. You know? Yeah. There's like some people like my parents believe it's a cult. <laughs> Don't know how much truth there is to that, but they believe it. Uh, but anyway. I was furious because this guy just I, I just wasted my time, and I'm like, all this money I think I'm going to make from this guy, and he's like, I, I just like, I didn't even talk to him. I walked up to him and was like, I'm not interested in selling Amway, and I walked out. And I was like this close to just like causing a real Jerry Maguire scene, you know? Yeah. And just like flipping the table over, like knocking his coffee off on the ground. <laughs> Who's with me? Oh. Uh, there's that. Huh. Wow. So There's a new funny. one of those. It's not quite Amway, I don't think. Well, Amway changes its but, name um, every once in a while and tries to do some new shit with it. So it might be something like that. Well, at my old job, there was a guy that worked there. And um, he made pretty decent money in the position that he was in. But he was constantly trying to get me and my friend to get involved in his Mona V and it was like a drink to uh, cleanse yourself and make yourself more healthy and like he would come over to my desk and like see me drinking like my energy drinks and being like let me tell you how bad that is for you and let me tell you how this drink is better and like he would bring it in and like have us try it and then like when I lost my like when I lost my job, he would he was just constantly calling me. Well, you know, you can make a lot of money doing this. Like I know you have your son, and you know you're a single mom. And um, why don't you come to the meeting? And why don't you do this? And I'm just like, he's because he would just rant and rave about how much money he was making, and I was like, or how much money could be made, and I was like, if you could make so much money, why are you working in this place? Yeah. 
Why aren't you selling well, the stuff full time? That's the whole basis of it. See, the way he's going to make money is by tricking you into not making any money on it. Right. Yeah, by buying X amount of things to sell. Yeah. You and know? that shit tasted so bad. Oh, yeah, all that shit's a scam, and it pisses me off. Like, their tactics are all the same. I had some dude come up to me in Target and try to sell it to me in Target. I'm like, you know what? I'm out in public. I'm trying to get some shit done, and you're trying to push this Amway shit on me here. It just... Yeah. Just, and they always, like... Usually, the one guy came up and insulted me, but usually they come up and give you some compliment. You know? And so now, anytime anybody, any stranger gives me a compliment, I just slap them. <laughs> just right in the chops. I and say I don't want any of your Amway. <laughs> and usually they look at me kind of strange, but they look at you and say, "No, no, no. We were going to talk to you about the 122,000 people that are going to be allowed in heaven." Yeah, right, right. Here's a pamphlet. Here's a chick track. <laughs> the, it's a, the other like the, the other story kind of that I have about um, being sold something is going to Morocco. The whole culture there is based on bartering, right, or uh, haggling. And so you go in, and the, you know some. You're trying to get this souvenir or something. They give you a, just an absolutely ridiculous price. And the first couple times you you go into it, if you don't know what you're doing, you're like, oh my god, I can't believe they're trying to get me to buy this thing for like fifty dollars. It's worth like two. And so you go back and forth, and finally you start. It's like a game. And you're like, well, you want fifty dollars? I'll give you a dollar for it. <laughs> and then they are like, oh, that's so insulting. You've insulted me. You've insulted me. Uh, how about $40, you know? And then you come back and you're like, nah, I think I'll give you $2 for that. And it just goes back and forth until you, you know, you, you wind up getting it for like five or six bucks or something. But it's just kind of weird. Like the whole thing is based on sort of deception in a way, you know, which I guess is the whole nature of sales and sort of, you know, it's like, you need, I'm going to try to trick you into thinking that you need this product or, you know, this product is worth what I'm trying to charge you. So. Cool. Well, thanks for that, Clave. You got anything else to add about lies, Groove? Don't tell them. Don't tell them. I just try to live my life today. Honestly, in a that's I don't. I don't need to be backed into a corner that I have to lie my way out of. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just try yeah. to. I try to limit my human interaction. That that keeps me from having to lie. Yeah. Just don't talk to anybody about anything. <laughs> I'm sorry if I told you one time I smoked pot with Warren G. I forg- I've forgiven you for it. No, I wasn't talking to you. Oh. I'm talking to anybody listening. I'm sure there's at least two or three people listening that I've told that story to. <laughs> yeah. And so they're uh, probably like, fuck, that wasn't real. <laughs> I believed that for ten years. That shit. Damn, fuck that guy. Turn yeah. this podcast off. <laughs> yeah. Is there a possibility that you told that on a podcast? No. No, I don't think so. No. Maybe you just told me because I don't know why, but now it sounds sounding familiar. Well, I I said that earlier in the podcast, Miss. Well, I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's where you told the story. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no. Joey, when Joey got you to come on the show the first time, he said, "All right, I got this buddy that does this show with me, and uh, he smoked pot with Warren G before, so he's real cool." Yeah. Ah, that's why I decided to get on the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Fuck yeah. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was telling Groove I heard Warren G's new song and it's shitty. If I were him, I would lie about making that song and say that I did. Ah, <laughs> oh, it doesn't get much better than Regulators, though. No, it doesn't. It is that's Nate one Dog of the greatest on songs track. of all time. Yeah, Nate Dogg and Warren G on that one. <laughs> well, speaking of music, what have you been listening to? Uh, I've been listening to the bassist from Jane's Addiction is Eric Avery, and I just found out that he's quit Jane's Addiction again. You know, he was the the lone holdout who wouldn't rejoin with them for years. But um, I, he's got a solo album from 2008 called Help Wanted. Where he's just playing bass and singing? No, no, but it is very <laughs> bass-driven. His his bass style is really cool. He's really, like, he doesn't get nearly enough credit. But out of all, like, the not early 90s bands, like, he's really got a unique style and influenced a lot of other people um, with it. But, yeah, his Help Wanted solo album is really good. And I got back into, he had a band called Polar Bear. That had oh, a, really? Yeah. Um, okay. Polar Bear. Well, are you surprised? Are you like Polar Bear? No, no I, I was getting mixed up. I'm sorry. You thought it was I was thinking of like I was thinking of, like, Panda Bear and, and, and Grizzly Bear. Bear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is Polar Bear, and it is good. A lot, You know, th- those bands are good, and this is good. Um, I had the first polar bear release on vinyl it was very limited and i have their their one all their stuff i had it on vinyl and it was real limited i like the the rich sound of vinyl i only like their vinyl stuff but i i have their cd which is why something instead of nothing which is really good but um (laughs) that cd is worth a hundred dollars i shit you not really and I own it, and I do not know where it is. <laughs> the one CD, like the rest of my CDs are just like, ah, fuck off. That CD. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I would sell that shit right now for $100. Well, how much is the vinyl worth? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't checked that, but. Uh, we've talked about that before, those people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I've been listening to Eric Avery and Polar Bear, his other band. And also, he had a band with uh, Dave Navarro right after they got out of Jane's Addiction called Deconstruction, which is like a one-off project. You really- gave me that. Yeah. 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 Well, I've been listening to Das Racist. And I got a buddy of mine turned on to him. Yeah. And it's this guy from Vermont who's like, he's a true Vermonter. Yeah. And, uh... He came in today, and he and he like he started. He he goes, I'm at the Pizza Hut. I'm <laughs> talk to Mel, and he like just totally stripped all the soul out of it. And he was doing it all day, and I was uh, just laughing right in his face because I mean he like realized how he sounded after he said it, but I don't think he realized how he was going to sound right before he said it. <laughs> but he was like, I'm at the Pizza Hut. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It's but. funny how that was really, you know, that was a song that obviously we were like, ah, that's hilarious. But now, like, I can't even really listen to that song. Anymore. I can't, yeah. I know. I, like, I totally, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I can't do it. I respect what they did with that song because I think it is pretty cool that they took some nonsense like that. But they, a lot of their <laughs> other references are really kind of, I don't know, deep or whatever and and i don't know and i think i imagine they're really tired of that song too yeah they probably fucking hate it they didn't realize what they were doing to themselves yeah but at least there's a lot of buzz man i i've i've seen the that mixtape reported on on a couple sites just kind of randomly yeah it's been bouncing around a little bit i like that we were in on the ground floor with that 
Yeah, we liked them way back when, when it was um, just... I like their Pizza Hut stuff. Yeah. Back when they were there. It's like, I don't, I, now it's, I don't even like their old stuff anymore. <laughs> oh, shut up, dude. Yeah. Uh, what's the hype? My hype is, uh, is Clave. Yeah? Yeah, that dude is awesome. Our super fan, Pantheon fan, Clave, our personal artist... He did yeah. a drawing of us, as I requested, of, of us as wizards, and I'm turning into a duck. Uh, you're not turning into a duck. I am turning you into a duck. Right. And uh, it's just, he, his style keeps getting better, and I really like his illustration. And, um, yeah, I, I'm real hype on it. And uh, we just put up a new theme for the site and put his some of his artwork as the banner on it. I think it looks really good. So, yeah. Clave. Thanks, buddy, for all you do. Yeah, that that wizard picture really made my day today. Yeah, I was in the lab. I pulled it up. I showed all my friends. Yeah, I said, "Look, we got a personal artist." <laughs> yeah, check it out. It's a wizard. Because I said I want to be a duck if I can be an animal. I'm proud Which, of. It. By the way, Mitchell weighed in on the natural predators to ducks and just fucking pwned you. Yeah. It's like every animal that's not a duck is a natural predator to a duck. Yeah, he totally just destroyed you. Yeah, that. whatever. He also uh, he also hyped up that the the, uh, the Law and Order Vincent D'Onofrio Vincent D'Onofrio yeah. is leaving the show, and I haven't. I'm still trying to catch up on the show, so I haven't watched this episode. Yet. <laughs> we'll get to this episode, the one that's airing tonight, like six years from now. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, but Clave, dude, appreciate you, man. And uh, I'm I'm proud. Clave is the son I never had. Have you? I'm proud mailed of him. his care package yet? I'm proud. Of, no, I'm not that proud of him. But, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say if you're gonna if you're gonna talk about how much you love Clave, and then I gave Clave. Just so you know, I gave Joey a bunch of goodies <laughs> to put in the package to mail to you, and he still has it. Yet I again. Saw, Yet again, Groove is really good with coming up with ideas, but as far as following through with those ideas, usually yeah, rests on putting them on I, me. But I gave the stuff. To, I gave you things, tangible things. You did, I but it was your idea to send him a care package in the first place. Oh my God. Well, go, send it to me, and I'll mail it to him. No, you won't, because you don't know how to use the post office. You don't I'll know how to use now. You do not you know now. how to use mail. Oh, my God. I'll have to. What is your one job, Groove? What is your one job on the podcast? I'm the talent. No, what is your one job? I'm the talent. No, tell everybody. You know what your job is. What is your one job? <laughs> you know that I've got you dead to rights. What's your one job? Get a hold of yourself. What is it? (laughs) What is it? Tell us.
not even that funny. It's shameful. <laughs> I record the podcast. Listen, again. I record the podcast and I edit it. I put it together. I put the music on it. Uh, Kevin puts the actual files up and miss updates the website. What's your job, Grip? What's your one job? Get a hold of yourself. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What's your job? It's uh. <laughs> show and making sure that it works out with miss and what do i have to remind you to do every week call miss yeah your one job (laughs) is to call miss it's a i was like you know what you could do you can make sure that you tell miss when we're recording so that she can be on and and doing you know (sighs) job and every time we record i have to remind you and when i don't remind you and i ask you oh did you call miss uh no (laughs) well we at least I don't lie about it. <laughs> that is good that you don't lie about it, but oh. one job. Oh, I'm so embarrassed right now. <laughs> you should be. Shameful. Oh. Oh, wow. What's your okay. hype, Groove? Um, well, I don't even know how I can recover from that. I'm still, I'm still crying. Okay. <sighs> My hype is that I'm playing a video game with an internet celebrity. And, and who is this? Jeff Green. Yeah, he's such a fanboy. I am. I'm a child. So this guy is a, what he used to be a video game journalist. Yeah, he's not. And any- now he now he works for EA. Uh, and uh, you know what? He had a major hand in developing The Sims, right? Or the latest release. He worked on it. He's like the community manager now. But yeah, you don't, yeah. you don't even know anything about him. I don't know. Too much. I just. I just know that I like. I heard he's famous. I like his. I like the the podcast that he's been on, yeah. the various ones. And uh, he tweeted the other day that he was, you know, this is my name on Words with Friends. And uh, and then his next tweet was, I just found out what happens when you send an open game invite to over nine thousand people. And uh, but he he's been playing with me. We're going back and forth and like you know chatting on the game Words with Friends and stuff like that. So I don't know. It's pretty hype. Yeah, yeah right it now, is hype. He's a, yeah, he's a legit dude. I think, yeah, I mean, it's hype because, like, the dude is, like, doing that. You know what I mean? It's not so much hype that, like, I'm playing with him. It's the fact that he's playing with his fans. You know what I mean? So, that's my hype. What is what is your not the hype? <laughs> Fucking asshole. Oh, uh, the truth hurts. Um, <laughs> my not the hype is turn, I'm turning 32, I think, next week. Uh, <laughs> I'm not really excited about Is that. your birthday, the, is it the 14th? It's the 14th. This is the day before tax day. <laughs> Happy birthday. That's my other not the hype is doing my taxes right now, which I'm behind on that. I got to get that shit to my account. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your not the hype? Um, Pollen. Yeah, that's definitely not the hype. 
It's so bad this year. It's worse than I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. The tr- there are literally clouds, clouds of yellow that are blowing through the air. It's like I sat and ate lunch today and looked outside, and it looked like a blizzard. Yeah. It was just pollen. It's like extra bad. It's also hot as balls here. Yeah, it was like 90. Already. It's like, today. oh, winter straight, the coldest winter on record, straight to summer. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. I've started sweating lots and that kind of thing, whatever. <clears throat> All right. Well, hype's still out. What's your hype still out? Baseball. Oh, uh, yeah? Am I going to get into it or not? I don't know. The hype's still out. That's the question. That is the question. I'll let you know. Do you have a team? No. Give me one. Not the Dodgers. (laughs) (laughs) No fair. I guess it'll have to be the Braves. Mm. Mm. It's either the Braves or the Rays. Mm. What? The Braves or the Rays. It's like bad or worse. Why the Rays? Well, because they're a small market team. And they seem to have been developing their talent for a while now with the farm teams. Oh, so, I like how all of a sudden you're an expert on baseball. Uh, I've listened to three Bill Simmons reports on baseball, and I think I, I got something to say. So, I like that. I like the idea that the, that some teams that can't spend so much money have spent a lot more time developing their players. Am I wrong or am I wrong? Miss? Mm, I think it depends Oh, get no, no. It's I don't main. know. I I I pick teams based on their uniform colors. What's the, What's the guy this year? The 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 new guy that's going to be awesome. Albert Pujols. Mm. No, he's new. He's like young. He's real young. His uh, James, Justin Howerton or Josh, something like that. There's a guy on the Braves that's a new guy that's supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, I'll get back to you. Hype's still out. It's not looking good though. Yeah, it's not looking good. <laughs> um, my my hype's still out as I joined the gym. Yeah, for a really a, low price. Really low price. It's only ten bucks a month, man. Wacky, wavy, crazy, inflatable arm flailing tube, man. Yeah, yeah, it's only ten bucks a month, and my gym is a uh, is a judgment free zone. Is that that's, that's how they promote it? It's the judgment free gym. And so they have signs all over the gym that says this is a judgment-free zone. But uh, I've been twice to walk on the treadmill, so I'm really intimidated. Even though it's a judgment-free zone, I'm feeling like I'm being judged a little bit. Uh, And I've been breaking the rules. I've been judging other people while I'm there. (laughs) You know, when you stop judging other people is when you'll stop being worried about being judged. That's true. But right now, like... I feel like there needs and to that's be. That's the whole thing that goes in with the lies. Like I don't, I don't have any like sense to like try to judge whether or not like McKenzie's lying to me because I'm not lying to her, which right, is, goes yeah. back to what this was having to say. Anyway, sorry, continue. And that's good. Um, no, I I think that there needs to be like some kind of uh, sort of like in a role playing game where you have to gain experience before you can wear certain armor and stuff. Yeah, I think that. You uh, there's certain levels of the gym attire that you should have to work up to, because there's a bunch of dudes wearing the sleeveless weightlifter shirts, yeah, the hard legger shirts, you know, for lack of a better word. Yeah, but tell me that you're not wearing a sleeveless shirt. I'm not. I'm saying there's dudes. You wear some fucking sleeveless shirts. I've seen you in a sleeveless shirt. 
Yeah, but I'm not wearing it to the gym. Where did your sleeves Show go? Show off my gums. Guns. My gums. Gums. Yeah, uh, I wear sleeveless lips. No, these are like performance shirts. Like mine is like a t-shirt that the, the sleeves got ripped out of. Fell off. They fell and off. They just fell off one day, yeah. and I didn't want to get rid of the t-shirt. No, but these are like performance. Like they got like the high neck, and they're like made out of this like shiny material and stuff. And I guess they're made for sweat. Yeah, but these dudes are like, they got your physique. Oh. Well, I'm just saying. Oh, right there. <laughs> right I'm there. Dude, I peed in a cup when I was Judgment free then. Uh, <laughs> no, but these dudes are like, they, I feel like they need to, to earn it a little more. Yeah. Because oh. they're a little bit the wrong shape to wear the sleeveless hard legger shirt. And there's one dude who's like, th- th- part of it is like, no meatheads are allowed in this gym. They say that, like, you're not allowed to be like the, you know, yeah, the gym rat dude. But there's one dude who's like really teetering on the edge of that. He definitely looks like he's done too many roids. He's really bumped up, but he doesn't work there, but he doesn't work out there. All I've seen (laughs) him do, he walks over, picks up a, a, like a dumbbell and walks to the other side of the gym with it and sets it down and then brings it back. But he doesn't do anything with it. So I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out his 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 thing. Uh, the other dude that I judged has a Star Wars tattoo. Nice. And I judged him, even what though. Is the, what is the tattoo though? Even that. Even that's risky territory. Well, I was thinking today. I was like, I have never seen a good Star Wars tattoo. You know. So this was. I'm a Star good. Wars fan, and I say, well, I would say, don't get a Star Wars tattoo. And I say that as a person who has a GI Joe tattoo. Hmm. Yeah. I have a G.I. Joe tattoo, and I'm looking down my nose at this dude with the Star Wars tattoo. This was actually kind of cool, though, because it was the uh, the Mandalorian armor symbol from Boba Fett. Mm. Boba Fett has this, like, uh, woolly mammoth kind of tattoo-looking thing on his arm. Yeah. But still, he was a little, he was, like, 50 or something, and he had it. And I was like, <laughs> wow, it's a Star Wars tattoo. I was like, oh, Star Wars tattoo. <laughs> Because mm. my G.I. Joe tattoo just started to, like, itch at that moment. Your Super Mario Brothers tattoo? That's not, it's not bricks. <laughs> it's the I Ching, it's ancient Chinese shit, alright? <laughs> it's different. I got an ice cream bar tattoo. Yeah, yeah, you, you've so, been, you're awfully quiet over there. Yeah, I'm real. No joke. On your ass. Uh, on my ass, yep. Made the scooter nice. be delicious. We'll put that oh up on the uh, put that up on the website. Yep, it's a pink ice cream bar, nonetheless. Yeah. So, anyways, well, what are you uh, what have you been surfing? <clears throat> um, well, I've been consuming more Russell Brand stuff. He's got this series that he did on the BB on the whatever the BBC or whatever called Ponderland, where he just kind of riffs on an idea um and it's really funny and it's just kind of rapid fire and he does he like looks at stock footage and i mean like the themes are like pets or childhood or lies oh i see no nah, it's not so where i got done this whole thing this whole podcast because you watch russell brand no it actually had nothing to do with that yeah that's what i that's why we've done any theme episodes is because of this <laughs> series that russell brand did that i didn't know about until this week <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been checking that out and the other thing is um, so, uh, this friend of mine on Twitter in Dashing he threw up uh, this 
this uh, trailer for this movie, Dinner for Schmucks. Have you seen this? No. It's got um, it's got Steve Carell in it, and um, who's the dude who's in everything? That's the comic actor that's handsome and everybody likes him. You don't know who uh, I'm talking about. He was man. in that uh, I Love You Man. Oh, Paul Rudd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who I have a theory about Paul Rudd. I think he's he's the new Tom Hanks. What? Don't do that. He is. Don't do that. Tom Hanks used to be real funny though, and he starred in like the funny buddy com- comedies, and he was kind of like the the grounded dude who sometimes was a little too no, naive. You've got, or whatever. you've got a point. Will Turner and Hooch. Likeable, everyman, handsome, but sort of like you could see him being your next door neighbor. Yeah. Totally. Huh. So do you think that Paul Rudd at one time is going to do like a, a Castaway reboot and then just get into World War II? I hope he doesn't. Do, I'm just more worried if he's going to do like Da Vinci Code Part 7 or whatever. Or he's going to he's going to do like Band of Brothers Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His thing's going to be Vietnam. It's going to be all shifted a little bit. Yeah, it's gonna be a little bit edgier. Yeah, yeah, huh? Yeah, dinner for schmucks. The trailer looks pretty funny. It's a ridiculous setup for a movie, but what do you think about that uh, Tina Fey, nope. Steve Carell date night? Movie? Nope. No. Nope. No. No. That's a bad Thirty Rock segment <laughs> right there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've been surfing. I've been using Google Chrome. Have you? I got it. I got it last night. What? I got it last night. Why did you get it? Uh, I think that enough independent sources hype me to it. Yeah. You hype me to it. Some other people hype me to it. Whatever. whatever. I was like, fuck it. I'll try it. Because, like, I'll tell you why. I was trying to use Mozilla, and it crashed. Totally, I man. I don't know what it is with Firefox. It's been crashing all the time. That's why I got on the Chrome thing, because I used Chrome when it first came out. The other day, I'm complaining to Miss about how shitty Firefox is, and she's like, well, you should use Chrome. It's great. And so I used it, and it was great. There you go. Yeah, it's all right. So I like the credit to Miss. You you add a tab, and you can choose from, like, your top eight websites. Yeah. We're going to roll into grab bag now. Sorry for the little bit of a hiccup there. We it stopped recording, so I don't know how this is going to edit together, but... The three of you that have listened to this point will be, I'm sure, will be okay with it. So. All right, over under. That's I'm grab bag. Be, that's grab bag over under. All right. You taking this from PTI? Is it? Oh, you just took the wind out of my sails. I didn't realize it was a PTI thing. It's all right. I love PTI. Okay. okay. Over under on California absolutely falling off the continent of the United States through earthquakes. I'm going to give you five years. Over under. Uh, I'm going to go over five. Wrong. No? Next. Yeah, it's going to happen next. The year. fuck? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> My friend Ben tweeted that he's in San Diego, and he, like, he sent me a text. was like, dude, it was like the ground was jello. They had a 7.0 earthquake last week or whatever. Yeah. It felt like we are on a boat. On a boat. Well, we were pretty far, but it was pretty. It was very weird. It was probably one of the weirdest earthquakes I've ever been in. No, 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 no. Um, 
the big one that hit here was in 92, I think, 92, 93. That was uh, Northridge. Yeah. And we lived quite a ways, <clears throat> and it it was pretty strong where we were, but that was a big one. And this one was, I mean, it was just weird. Usually they're fast and, like, a good jolt and, like, maybe a rumble, and they're gone. But this was, like... This lasted long enough for me and my family to have a conversation about, is this an earthquake? I think it is. Should we get under the table? Like, we are having the discussion as it's happening. <laughs> and that's that's rare. Yeah. Now, do you ever think that, say, during or after an earthquake, do you ever think to yourself, huh, why do I live here? Why don't I just move? No, because it's not, I guess, I mean... It's so it happens so fast. You have to understand, like this. This is a perfect way for me to explain this. I was in a restaurant when that hit, and what literally happened was everyone kind of paused, pointed out that the the lights in the restaurant were like swaying back and forth. Um, the noise level raised up a little bit, and then the earthquake stopped. Nobody left. Everybody kept eating. Just used to. It, it was just like, okay, we're not. The earth didn't crack open this time, so we're good, you know? But it's it I, might happen next time. Like, why live there? Strange, because you... If the earth can open up and swallow you whole, like, why bother? Well, why bother living... Why bother the people living in Florida and all these places where hurricanes hit? Why I'm, bother living in, in places... In Florida. But, I mean, why bother people living in places where tornadoes hit? Like... I don't Where live there is either. Perfect? So what? You guys don't have anything that would be considered. We got close pollen. To could be. Pollen. What about blizzards? I don't know. Does it snow a lot over there? Nope. No. So you guys are basically you've chosen the perfect place to live. Not me, because I'm in the hurricane belt. Yeah, not me though. I'm just fine. It can still hit you, Groove. You're still in the <laughs> danger. Can't hit me. We're Shut supposed up. to get a big earthquake on the east coast, like. The Columbia, South Carolina is on a fault line, and there's supposed to be some huge earthquake there. There was a big earthquake in, like, 1901 in Charleston. See, they told us, you know, when like, um, on Sunday, they, you know, the National Geological Society gets on TV, and they're like, you know, this could trigger <laughs> other faults. And L.A., like, basically resides next to the San Andreas Fault, which is one of the biggest faults. And I, where I used to live was right on top of it, like literally really right on top of it. And it's just, you you know, it's not like it's constantly on, on the front of your mind, you know? Like by that afternoon, it was just kind of like, eh, okay. But it's just but the way it, it, it rains out there and you go out and take pictures. That's what I was about to say. Oh, no it kidding. rains and it's just bedlam, people driving into ditches. And oh, shit. it rains and people lose their minds. But an earthquake? Mm. That's ridiculous. No that's, that's isn't it? That's collective delusion, is what that is. It's um, a happy delusion. It's you know that ignorance is is the perfect way to describe it. If we don't think about it, we don't worry about it. <laughs> wow, ignorance is strength. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I don't know. Is it? It's possible, of course. And you know, it's funny because last night we watched 2012, 
which was probably the wrong movie to watch, <laughs> considering that Los Angeles gets completely obliterated. That's not uh, just. The, that's not. That's not the only reason why it wasn't the right movie to watch. But Let's the day after an earthquake. Yeah. But, but it, it, it's also the fact that it was an awful movie. Like. <laughs> yeah, it's 2012. <laughs> well, it's utterly ridiculous. I, I just you, you can't help but laugh. Harold's that movie. I liked him in that movie. He was insane. I, you know, the parts that were just like the whole <clears> time we're watching it, we're like, oh, he'd be dead. They would totally be dead. Yeah. But you have okay. to. We got to move on with grab bag here, Miss Fire. Sorry. Over under <laughs> how many times we talk about the playoffs or podcast strictly by the playoffs during the playoffs, the NBA playoffs. I'm going to give you over under three episodes. Uh, I think we'll. I think it'll be at three. I'm going to push on that. Mm. Okay. Over under how many more? How many more episodes are we going to do? As I only like their old stuff. I'm giving you a forty-six. I'm going to go under on that. <laughs> I was going to give you one. Take the easy And bet. then I yeah. thought, well, we've done 43 now, which we're coming up on our one-year anniversary. If anybody wants to send us gifts, you can hit the donate button on IOLTS.com. <clears throat> Over <laughs> under sex scandals before 2012. Now, this could be sports figures, celebrities, or political people. I'm going to go six before 2012. Uh, I'll go... Uh... Uh, I'll go over on that, I guess. That'd be the, the good bet. All right, all right. Over under Tiger score at the Masters. I'm going to put it at negative four. Oh, why well, you got to mention him after the sex scandals? Well, you, you know, you were talking about him all day today. Uh, what n- Negative four is what you... Yeah. I think he's going to flame out. So what is that would be like... Over. Over, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he's going to win. Really, I don't really give a shit whether he wins or not, but I don't think he's gonna win. I got. Say what? <laughs> That's all I got. That's all you got. Yeah, way to go, over under. Yay, grab Yay. great. It's over. It's, it's over, and we went under on that. Over <laughs> under the number of times we're gonna do over under again. <laughs> I'll, give you... I'll give you one. Yeah, go under that. <laughs> what were you about to say? Nothing. This is where it gets real awkward and then we sign off. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Don't lie to people. Or if you do lie to them, try to act like it's a joke and you do it like Joey. Well, only lie about uh, people making food. Bananas. So be prepared to eat it. Yeah. It's a parable. Modern parable. Cautionary tale. <laughs> Alright, thanks Kevin. Thanks, Miss. Uh so, thanks. So good about thanks, Clay. Thanks, Clay. Thanks, Courtney. Yeah.